Opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Good morning and welcome to Beyond the Business on News Radio 94.3 WSC. Each Saturday morning at 9 o'clock, successful business leaders and entrepreneurs from across the low country talk about what it takes to succeed in business and in life now your hosts of beyond the business eric cox and leslie haywood great saturday morning low country welcome to another edition of beyond the business heard every saturday morning here on 94.3 <coughs> wsc and simulcast on iHeartRadio, or you may be listening to us via our podcast at coastalwm.com I'm Eric Cox, one of your hosts here this morning, Mr. Byron Stahl. Good morning, Byron. Good morning, Eric. Glad to be here. Happy Memorial Day weekend. Happy Memorial Day weekend, and a great big shout-out to all those who uh, just so graciously serve our country, and certainly to those spouses and families of those that serve our country for the sacrifice of allowing that to happen to protect our freedoms and the ability to come in and do things like we're doing this morning. So just a big thank you to know everybody you're in our hearts, and we appreciate you so much for doing that. Absolutely. Byron, hopefully, uh, gosh, May is over. Here we are, right yeah, at the end of May. Summer's flew full, by a little too quick for my swing. liking. Kids are out of school, at least some of them. I know ours were out yesterday is the final day, so time to get really crazy around here in the low country for the next couple of months, right? Yeah. But the good news is traffic will slow down in the morning, and that will make a lot of people happy. So, <laughs> And I know you guys from the north are going, what traffic? But those who have been down no. here a while. It's a lot of traffic to us. So, well, welcome to another great show. Uh, we're excited to have Sean Flug again back in the studio this morning. Uh, Sean is a proprietor over at Flug Law Firm, along with his wife Sarah. And uh, Sean, if you happen to miss um, our, his show last week, uh, good news is again you can go to our website at coastalwm.com. Simply click on the radio icon, and you can listen to Sean's first show, or you can go back if you have nothing else better to do on this Memorial Day, Saturday, and binge listen to Beyond the Business as we have shows going back to 2014, believe it or not. On it's that a long show. time. Holy smokes. That's a lot a of while. entrepreneurship. Yeah. Wow. Um, so anyway, uh, Sean, we're glad to have you back. And if you don't mind, we're going to... Thanks for having me. We're going to talk about you for a minute like you're not here. Uh, Byron, uh, give us a little context on what you took away from uh, Sean's story last week. Yeah, absolutely, Eric. I mean... Look, just listening to Sean's story is absolutely incredible. I mean, he's the kind of guy where when adversity hit, he was most confident. It's very easy when things are going well to go off and build your own business and take one success and lead into another. But he was laid off not once, but after a second time, that is when he came to the epiphany of, you know what? I can follow my mother's footsteps and do this myself. And, you know, you, you mentioned the term mother. We all talk about mentors in our life. And, Sean, uh, I think you um, excellently exemplified the, the role that your mom has played in your life in terms of a mentor to give you strength and courage and the understanding of what hard work and discipline is all about. And you gave her a lot of credit, certainly well due and deserve credit, last week on allowing you to become the person that, that you have become. Um, and as we were kind of leaving off last week, <clears throat> just to give those who maybe uh, unfortunately didn't catch that show, you know, you were in Charleston, uh, your wife and you working for a large firm here in town, and we had hit some tough times in terms of the recession. And after several rounds of layoffs, you actually got caught up in that fourth round That's right. and found yourself without a job. Correct. And uh, I think, as you said last week, uh, looked at your wife and said, 
it's time for me to go do my own thing. Um, and so I asked the question. And I would like to kind of go back to it because I know you, you, you give a great testament to this. You know, at a time where the economy was down, hmm. I think you said y'all had a, your first child on the way. We did. Um, you lose your job. And you look at your wife and say, hey, this is a great time to go start a business. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'd love to hear Sarah's side of the story, by the way. Yep. Um, tell me what that moment was like. Give, give us some context around y'all having that conversation and what's going through your brain at that exact moment. That's a great question. There, there was so much ongoing at the time. Um, thankfully, I had a short window um, to kind of figure out how we – how we do all this, how, how, do, how we, how she stays employed. Cause she, mind you, she was a real estate attorney at the time and real estate wasn't happening. So we were running the risk of her potentially getting laid off as well. Um, there were salary cuts there. And so, you know, I didn't have a job and thankfully we did have Cobra. Um, so we jumped onto that. Um, and so we, we had a little bit of time to, to figure out what are we going to do next? How do we do this? How do we pull this off? And, you know, my wife, she's incredible. I mean, she's always been my number one supporter and always willing to make the next move and, 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 and stand by my side. And I, I, th- I told her, I was like, I, I think we have to liquidate everything. And I think we just, we sell everything as much as we can. And uh, we try to come up with some cash. We live off that. And I'll start the business. And um, we sold our house. We had, we had, a, we had a really nice house in the marsh in West Ashley. Um, end up taking a loss on that or losing a significant amount of equity because we had to move it um, to get rid of that mortgage. Uh, we sold our boat. Uh, we sold as much possessions as we can. And um, you know, we moved into an apartment um, over in, um, in, in Mount Pleasant at the time. And so we, we were there trying to figure things out and while we're liquidating as much assets as we could, um, I f- was looking for office space, and I end up finding, surprisingly, the cheapest uh, little little 150 square foot office, and it was surprisingly the cheapest um, office in town, all over town. It was in Ion, right above the Square Onion. There, um, a tenant had moved out, and um, they had these different offices, and they s- basically created a bunch of suites and a shared conference room. And uh, so I, had, I bought a desk, bought a computer, got a phone and a printer, and um, that was the Flug Law Firm. And then I kind of just was thinking, well, what do I need to do next? How do I start creating opportunity? How do I um, go about generating business and finding business and getting people in the door? Thankfully, the number one thing, the, the primary thing I did when I moved to Charleston was immediately get involved with the community, um, get out and meet folks, shake hands, go to events. And um, for the real estate firm that I worked for with my wife before I jumped to the larger firm, I went to the owner and asked him, you know, do you mind if I set up marketing events? You know, we'll do wine tasting with realtors or, you know, we'll, we'll take them out for some drinks, this and that. And so I, at the time, want I started generating just contacts, creating networks and and meeting folks and and building relationships and i continued to do that all the way through and to to where to when i went on my own and so i had I had a good amount of networks and relationships and friendships uh, with businesses and individuals and um 
you know, they started to come out to support me. They started sending small things my way, uh, things that I can handle, things that are worth my wheelhouse. Um, and I just continued to go out and market and meet folks and build relationships. And as a result of that, the business started to grow and grow and grow. And within that, I mean, obviously you have to do good work. You have to be a good lawyer. You have to know what you're doing. You have to be comp- competent. And, um, you know, next thing you know, we know, a year later, um, we were doing okay to where Sarah uh, jumped on board with me. She left her job. Uh, by that time, we had my daughter. She had arrived. So while I was starting the business, Sarah was still working. Um, we had Emma Grace. And, uh, the you know, thankfully, the pregnancy was fine. Sarah was fine. So, so we had a lot going on. So if there's listeners out here this morning, Sean, that are <clears> – <throat> Maybe they're working for a company right now, or mm-hmm. they're just getting ready to start a business, and they're just you know they're in that phase mm-hmm. where they're fearful, right? And there's a lot ahead of them that the walls there. What advice would you give them? I mean, you've been through again adversity mm-hmm. at very challenging moments. You start a business. Uh, what would be a nugget or two you would throw out there to help them see clarity through that moment? You know, it's interesting. It's a great question. When I started the business, at the time, for me in my mind, it was. There's no where else I'm going to go. I'm at the bottom, you know. I can't. If you want to say I failed, I was at the bottom. There was, there's no further. Bel- like, I couldn't fail anymore. I couldn't go any less. I couldn't do any less. And the only direction that, that I had next was going up. You know, if this didn't work, I could probably maybe find a job somewhere else, or go do something else entirely. Not be a lawyer anymore. You know, there were other positive options for me, to so. It wasn't like I was locked in, oh, I'm going to be stuck in this, trying to create a business my entire life. Or, you know, if I fail, people are going to, you know, think X, Y, or Z about me. I just didn't care what other people thought about me in this endeavor. I was going to do it, and I was going to do it my way. And um, if I failed, I failed. I was willing to take that risk. No. Uh, what you said earlier, you didn't want to work for anyone else but no. yourself anymore. I felt I can do it better, and um, I feel that I am. No. So. Absolutely. So once your wife came on board, all of a sudden all of the pressure is on the business. I know you had spent about a year uh, in business development, growing your contact base, growing your client base. Yep. How did you start to scale and really find success within the business? And that's a great question. We, when we When we started off, because we had liquidated so much of our assets, and we, I mean, we had virtually no expenses. So our cost of living was very low. Um, and so I kept it that way in order for us to, to put more money back into the business where we had a positive month. month. Um, you know, and when Sarah came on board, she was really working part-time because she actually got to spend some time with our daughter um, during the day, and she would help me with stuff when I had overflow on work. It was hard because I wasn't really around for the earlier parts of my daughter's life. Um, you know, in the evenings, I was always out going to, you know, social events or going to chamber events or going to network events. I mean, you name it, and or taking people out to dinner or having drinks. And so, you know, I was a lawyer by day, but then in the evenings, I was the business development person. And so, you know, it, I couldn't home my child to sleep, my wife's asleep. And so, and even on the weekends, it, it commanded so much of my time 
where I would have to go on the weekends and work or go to a function like, you know, hey, someone wanted to play golf or something. Um, so it, as a result of the effort that I put into it, you know, creating your own business and starting your own business is not a nine-to-five job. It's 24-7, and there's not enough hours in the day to really get all what you want done. And, you know, I think if you're willing to put that time and effort in and persevere, you'll be fine. You'll be great. And if you can build the relationships and, you know, do a good good job and build a reputation, it starts to come. It starts to grow. And, you know, we started getting involved with, you know, and, and we give good value too. You know, we're, we're not the most expensive firm out there and we don't, you know, we're not, we don't give rates where we're, you know, running to the bottom to beat another firm. Um, we, we, I think we give good value, good service. And that, and I think that's another key point, giving good service and being available there for your clients. Um, and just those basic formulas have worked for us. And as we just got more business in the door, when we scaled up, it really became where I couldn't handle it anymore. And I would just try to handle as much as much as I could, but to the point where it was just not feasible and it may impact the business in an adverse way, then I knew I need to hire. Then I know I need to get, you know, an office manager or a paralegal to handle this stuff. Or, you know, it's so interesting. You know, I just tried to keep expenses low and uh, until it was a necessity in order to grow further, I had to, you know, incur that additional expense, but then that additional expense of an employee has created more business. Well, it's great to look back. I mean, you're talking about a guy here, Sean, that has a, a undergraduate degree in biology, <laughs> uh, went on to get your law degree. I mean, there's no business experience in no. there. But again, you grew up around your mom, watching her run her business, and it just yeah. seems like you have a natural innate for what it's about in terms of relationship building and, and running a business. I do want to talk about an aspect, since you have this in your practice, and not all of the business owners Byron and I get an interview have this, mm-hmm. but you have a certain dynamic in that you and your wife Sarah work together. We do, and so let's dive into that a little bit. I wish he was here to have that other side of the coin, by the way. But <laughs> sort of, what is that like? You know, working with your spouse day in and day out as as both of you are building and growing a practice together. It's a great question. We get it frequently, you know. <laughs> and so we 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 really are opposites. Um, you know, Sarah is the uh, accountant type mentality very uh, detailed oriented uh, likes to get into the weeds of things and so she really enjoys keeping track of, of, of client matters and um, dealing with a lot of the administrative uh, trust accounting stuff you know very you know we, we work on a lot of deals and we work on a lot of large deals where there's a significant amount of money flowing through our business and so not our money client money business money you do a closing a bunch of money comes in a bunch of money goes out and so we've got to track all that, particularly to protect our clients, but also so we don't get, you know, I don't want to lose my law license, neither does she. So she's very gifted and talented in, in, in just handling all that. And whereas I'm more of the big picture guy, you know, if we're working on a commercial deal, a large one, I'll negotiate the deal, I'll work the contract up. Once it's signed by the parties, I hand it off to my paralegal and my wife, and then they run with it, and I'm involved only to the point where they need me. And so it's been a great, like, symbiotic relationship. You know, I wouldn't call it a marriage in the business, but she's my law partner and she's my equal. And she doesn't, her strength is not really going out and doing the business development. She would rather be home with the children, 
in the evening. And I understand that and I respect that. So I'm, you know, she's like, well, if you need to go out and meet folks and talk to folks, you go do that. I have no problem with you doing that. Um, so we've really have sort of, we're, we're opposites. And it happens to work in, in the business because we, she has talents. I have talents that both benefit the business and help the business succeed and grow. Um, and, you know, quite frankly, we don't see each other during the day, even though we have offices right next to each other. She's on the phone, I'm on the phone, or I'm out of the office, she's out of the office. <laughs> I mean, we're two ships passing in the night. So, Wow. So what's your vision moving forward for a Flug Law Firm? Are, do you continue to grow and continue to scale? Or what, what's the vision over the next few years? There's a, we're always looking for opportunity. Um, we're always looking for maybe the potential to do more, maybe more offices, I don't know, but <clears throat> excuse me, I I enjoy the size we're at now, and I, when I talk with some other business owners, very successful business owners, you know, you get to a point where, from what I'm gathering from what they're telling me, you can grow more, you can grow more, but your income may not necessarily grow more. You're, you, you've got more overhead, and so the percentage of your margins may be not as big. And, <clears throat> you know, when I started off, it was just me. Now we've got almost 10 employees, if you include me and Sarah, we're employees, too. Um, you know, we have more overhead. We're making more money, but we have more overhead. So there's a fine balance on understanding whatever you're going to outlay to, you know, grow. You got to make sure it makes sense. And so I'm open. I'm excited. I think it's a challenge, um, but it's got to be, it's got to be analyzed. It's got to be studied to, to make sure it's the right move. So it sounds like certainly <clears throat> since you guys opened your doors, you've had great success. You've been able to grow and build. Uh, but like all entrepreneurs, it's not always uh, just a stroll in the park. If you look back over the last several years and maybe even the beginning or something more recent, uh, talk about a moment of adversity, a moment where uh, things didn't go exactly the way you wanted and how you sort of managed through that process. Sure. It's, um, that's a great question. There, there, there's always there's – always, I mean, just – if you just talk about purely business, you know, when you have a slow month and you've got to cover payroll and client hadn't paid yet or you're waiting for this to happen, I mean, you've, I've got to pony up and make sure payroll's done. And then, you know, you make it back later on. And it's just this constant cycle of up and down and making sure you manage the business, cash flow the business. You watch your expenses, you know, you watch when things are coming in. And so that, that's completely outside of practicing law. So while I'm a lawyer by day, a business developer at night, I've also got this other responsibility, you know, of making sure the business keeps running and is healthy and stays healthy. And that's tough. And I think that's, from a macro perspective, probably the, the biggest challenge. And that doesn't go away from what I hear when you talk with other business owners. You know, and there's always the challenge of what I talked about earlier. You know, if, if a client for some reason is unhappy, it's my goal to make sure that that client is pleased and happy and I've done a good job. Um, and so I don't know if I answered your question. You did it. <clears throat> you, know, you bring up a great point. We had Carl Yost on uh, a month or so ago, and one of the things that he talked so much about is business owners, you know, knowing their numbers, having pencil to paper, mm-hmm. and understanding the mechanics of their business. And yep. so, sounds like to me, you know, the, learning that value of working on your business, not just in your business, right, is a very instrumental part to your success. It is, and an important one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So. uh Talk to us a little bit 
about some of involvement in the community outside of Flug Law Firm. Are you involved in any charities in town? I see you uh, have here that you work for the Low Country or you volunteer for the Low Country Aid Services uh, Legal right. Clinic. So that that I believe their names changed, okay. uh, and I forgot what it's called now. I'm just blanking right now. Um, so not only growing your business and handling a business, business it's, I think for me personally, it's very important to be involved with the community because the community supports you. Community helps you grow, and so it's important to give back to the community, get involved, whether it be volunteering or sponsorships or contributing money for an organization. And um, again, when I first moved here, I felt that I needed to get involved with the community. And so there were different organizations. And so from my previous, uh, I, I thought it was important to volunteer for the Low Country AIDS Clinic, and I have always done that. Uh, and my involvement has grown over the years. Uh, today, I'm chairman of the Charleston County Board of Assessment Appeals. I've been on that board for 10 years, and that's um, an all-volunteer board. And so if you're um, contesting, appealing your tax bill, with a county um, after you've kind of walked the process of the county then you come before this board and we rule on you know the dispute and so that's it's been a great learning experience and also a great way to meet folks um, <clears throat> I'm also involved with um, uh, what's called the five fish foundation it was started by Lisa Lesk and um, that organization is providing opportunity for um, disabled children uh, to go to summer camps on on scholarship. And so this is the first year we're doing it. And um, we've got a bunch of applications. And so these disabled children will have an opportunity to go to summer camps that suit their needs uh, uh, on the foundation at, at the foundation's cost. Another great shout-out, by the way. You mentioned Lisa, her husband, Noah, who was on the show a couple of years right. ago. Yeah. Another great show. And uh, take a moment, too, by the way, to give a nice plug for – the School of Business over at the College of Charleston. I know uh, you and I as well serve on that board. And why is that so important to be involved from an academic perspective? So the, um, the, the School of Business is, I think, an incredible um, school. I mean, here we have a community that has been able to attract international businesses. I mean, we've all heard them, Boeing, Volvo, um, Mercedes-Benz. We've got some of the biggest companies in the world right here in Charleston. The School of Business has access to those businesses. Those, 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 the leaders of those businesses are on the School of Board's board. And so here you have a local school with a lot of talent and um, in, a, in one of the greatest cities in the world and has access to all these, these, these manufacturing companies where you get engineering experience, marketing experience, management experience. And... <clears throat> For me to be able to be plugged in now as a board member to help make decisions that influence and grow and, and, and just make the school of business and bring it to the next level is incredibly exciting. And I'm honored. Um, I, I, I just am kind of I'm amazed that I'm on the board with you and others there, Noah, and uh, it, the business leaders on that board are an inspiration to me. Um, they also provide me with guidance and information and knowledge on how to run my business better. And so you mentioned uh, before, and we're about to run out of time, unfortunately, okay. uh, but <clears throat> the impact of Charleston, you know, the growth of Charleston, you said uh, last week how, you know, we all know Charleston has grown tremendously, but in specifically to your practice, environmental law side of that, mm -hmm. business law, 
um, that's obviously had an impact on the growth of your business. And so when yeah. you look to the future of Charleston and sort of give us your outlay where you see Charleston going. Um, I, I see Charleston continuing at its current pace for a good amount of time. Um, the businesses are moving here left and right. These large manufacturers are tr- attracting their suppliers. And these are just not jobs. These are good, high-paying quality jobs that give back to the community in terms of revenue um, creation, uh, increasing the tax base. Yes, we've got to deal with infrastructure. Yes, we do have to deal with growth issues, but um, Charleston's going to continue to grow. We've got the weather, we've got the culture, we've got the business acumen, and the businesses. And I think that's going to translate for opportunity for the entire state and the region. Real quick before we run out of time, I think we got lightning for a quick lightning round. We'll take this from Leslie's page since he's not here today. I'm going to ask you just a couple quick questions. First thing comes to your mind. Um, First of all, um, whom do you most admire in life? Um, I would say my mother. I knew that was coming. Yep. Uh, give us a book that you've read that maybe is important or influential in your success. Gosh, I'm blanking on that one. I don't have one right now. All right. Next is, uh, what are you most proud of? I'm most proud of my family. Okay. I think I could have anticipated that one as well. <laughs> and then finally, give us something that's on your bucket list, a place to go, travel, do, see. I would like to spend more time with my family and travel. Great. And you can do that together. So yep. awesome. Sean Flug, again, thank you for your time today. Congrats you, on your success at the Flug Law Firm. And we appreciate the story of sharing with our listeners here on Beyond the Business. My pleasure. Byron, that's a wrap for another week. I am. Um, looking forward to having you all back next Saturday morning again It'll at 9 be June. I know. Here on uh, 94.3 WSC. Or again, check us out via our podcast at coastalwm.com. Simply click on the radio icon to check out all of our great stories of leadership and entrepreneurship. And until next uh, Saturday, first of all, Low Country, have a blessed and great Memorial Weekend, and we'll look forward to joining you next Saturday morning. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Business on News Radio 943 WSC. Tune in next Saturday morning at 9 o'clock for Beyond the Business, hosted by Eric Cox and Leslie Haywood, and heard exclusively on News Radio 943 WSC.